Welcome to the first episode of the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. I'm Gina. Perk calls me G. That's cool. He's Perk, big Perk. You know him. Perk, what's up? How you living? Gina, what's happening? You know, hey, look, it's getting around that time, right? NFL playoffs, right? Who wants the smoke? We saw what happened on Wild Card Saturday. It was a lot of action. NFL Sunday, right? It was, it was, it was there, right? Browns upset at the Steelers. Basketball, the Rockets and Lakers getting into it. You know, Boogie out there mixing it up. The Morris twin out there getting a little rugged. And look. Boogie ain't scared, what? huh? No, we, we nah, either one of them is scared. But guess yeah. what? They got to play each other again, yeah. right? That's the good thing about the schedule. They got to yeah. play each other again. But listen, but Boogie, though, I just got to say this. He needs to be careful throwing that big body around like he's he's – coming off of, of Achilles ruptures and torn ligaments. Like I want to see him making basketball moves, basketball moves. I don't want to see him making back alley moves out there. You know what I mean? No, nah, I don't. But and, and like the swipe on LeBron was kind of unnecessary right across the yeah. face. The, the one that he did on Markeith Morris, he was protecting his teammate because Markeith Morris did push Nwamba out the way, right? Yeah. And he came and protected his teammate. I get that. But he do need to get back to the boogie we know of, of at least giving us 15 and 9, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like he could do that off the bench. And he needs to worry about getting more in shape and do, playing out of the pick and roll because the game has changed, Gina. Like, they're not going to come down, especially the Houston Rockets, although they got rid of D'Antoni and they got Coach Silas who's preaching ball movement. The game in itself, unless you're a Jokic, is not getting punched into the inside. They're not even doing that with Joel and B like that. So you have to find your your niche and for as if you're going to be a pick and pop guy and be able to stretch the floor and knock down threes, if not quick dribble handoffs, rolling to the basket, finishing at the rim. Like Boogie has to find that niche. And he has John Lucas over there with him to help him out. One of the best assistants for as getting guys in shape. You don't want to mess with John Luke. Yeah, and, and I mean, if Boogie needs any any advice uh, getting into shape, he could just ask his teammate James Harden. I mean, like, there's no 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 uh, there's nobody better. But anyway, we'll get back to the Rockets. We we always going to talk about James and the Rockets, and and no slight on James, man. Listen, just like Luca and like Jokic, these guys could be like twenty pounds overweight and still ball on everybody's asses. So I'm not yes. mad. But um, what I want to do. Since it's our first episode, we're the betting academy. So we're going to make some picks and not only, you know, make the picks and tell you what we like, but also tell you why. So we like to do something we call first 48. Let's look out 48 hour outlook. We've got Tuesday night games and Wednesday night games ahead of us. I think we have a doubleheader on NBA TV Tuesday night. We got the the ESPN doubleheader on Wednesday night, which will be really good. Not all the, the lines are set yet, and, and we're going to get all of our lines from FanDuel here in a second. But let's look at some of your picks for tomorrow, for Tuesday and for Wednesday night and see what we can do. And look, if, the, if, if they're not set yet because of COVID or, or, or whatever it is a team just played, we'll set our own line. We'll tell you who we like and by how much. We're not, we're not afraid of that either. So, Perk, tell us who you got, who you like. So, right, for Perk's picks, right, this is a, this is a slam dunk to me. And I love Philly. I think – Right now, they are the best team in the NBA, but they are dealing with some issues for as COVID. I saw that they just got fined for not, you know, putting out a statement or letting the league know that Ben Simmons was out early enough, whatever the case may be. 
Well, they're playing the Atlanta Hawks tonight in Atlanta, okay? They have the Miami Heat tomorrow, right? The Miami Heat are already in Philly waiting on them, well-rested, watching them, scouting them. Miami Heat has been playing some great basketball of late. Duncan Robinson, you know, going Dragic, bam. Tyler Hero is finding his niche as a starter, and Jimmy Butler now has about three or four games that he's back off of injury. So the Miami Heat is going to be waiting on the Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers are going to have to fly in tonight from Atlanta, go through whatever they have to go through and get ready to play tomorrow night. Miami Heat is resting on them, waiting on them. They probably are going to be the underdogs. The Miami Heat are. You got to take the Miami Heat with the points. So a couple of things. Whenever I think of Miami and Philadelphia, I think of the James Harden trade, uh, you know, and where he could have gone. Between these two teams, it's an interesting conversation. Pat Riley was not willing to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. Philly was ready to send Ben Simmons no problem for James. Ben Simmons and Tyler Hero. Look, Tyler Hero is going to be a great player. He, he got off to a slow start this year. He'll be all right. He'll be back. But Ben Simmons is like already a world-class player. If Philly was going to trade him for James, but Miami wasn't willing to give up Hero in that trade for James, I don't know what Pat Riley is thinking. That's my first That's my first thought when I look at this. Miami's rested, we think. They had their issues with COVID. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about how COVID's going to affect lines and just going to affect our approach on how we bet on games. But this game is at Philly. So we don't have South Beach is undefeated to, to worry about. We Philly is definitely defeated. Nobody's going out in Philly to do anything. Like Miami's going to be ready to play, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's probably, look, to your point, it's a reason why Pat Riley didn't jump the gun to trade Tyler Hero. It's not because he wasn't getting back a better player, but the Miami Heat is all about what, G? The C word, culture. 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 And, and conditioning. Yeah, and conditioning. And what's going down in Miami right now? King of Diamonds, Club 11, Strip Club Crazy. That's what James Harden likes. So with that being said, Pat Riley had to think. I got a young stud. He's struggling right now, but he's going to be okay in Tyler Hero, who right. comes in, who's the, a true professional, who's a gym rat. I got a young stud. Or I, I could borrow James Harden for two years, and I think we threw Pat Riley off. James and the way that he handled the Houston Rockets situation before, the, before training camp, not showing up on time, then showing up out of shape. So, that didn't help it at all. So I just wanted to emphasize that. Miami at Philly Tuesday night, um, coming off a back-to-back -back, because they will have played Atlanta, the Hawks, right? Right. So we'll see how that goes. But right now, since we don't have the line set, you're taking Miami, and by how much? It's going to be a close game, but I have a feeling that Miami is going to be the underdogs, right, on the line. Okay, yep. cool. But yep. I think Miami is going to win by six. Okay, cool. So the only games that we have the line set for right now are San Antonio at your Thunder and then Indiana at my Warriors. And uh, the, the spread is two for both of those. I think we've got here Golden State is a two-point underdog at home against Indiana. Do you like that at all? Uh, I do. I love that, actually, because Golden State at home at 1030, and they're, they're like, 
they're the, they're, they're the prime time game. Everybody's going to be waiting to watch their game, following the Lakers in Houston game. Steph Curry coming off a horrible night of shooting is not going to happen again. You know how he bounces back. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, okay, is playing some inspiring basketball. Uh, he's at the top of the charts, matter of fact, at defending. Now, the Pacers are missing T.J. Warren, but Victor Oladipo has been playing well. Sabonis has been playing at a at a high level. But I think when you look at Golden State culture, the way that they move the ball, and the Pacers, they're also coming off a of back-to-back. Right. So I- you have to be mindful of that. A well-rested Golden State that's prepared for them is going to be a Golden State no-brainer to me. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll look at – it's two for the game. I know you always like to take the half, but from – I like take me, the game. Yeah, I would take the game too. For me, the Warriors sometimes could start out a little slow. Like you said, Steph might come out a little flat. There's nobody better at halftime than making adjustments than Steve Kerr and that coaching staff. So he'll have his guys ready for the second half. I say take the game. Warriors will cover at home. Here's my thing about this game, and it's interesting. We know we know what Steph can do. Steph Curry is out here acting like the Lamar Jackson of the NBA. Everybody mm-hmm. forgot about this man, right? Everybody's talking shit, uh, slandering him on Twitter, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, you know, t- tell, telling lies that he can't carry a team without someone like KD or Clay, and comparing him to Dame. And there's just been so many like ridiculous things said about Steph Curry. He heard all of it. He took it all personally, and he's here. Well, I think he's tw- plus 1,200 to, to win the MVP this year. Uh, yeah, 12 to 1. I think he started out at plus 6, plus 8 at the beginning of the season. He's plus 1,200, which is going the opposite direction as to how he's playing, especially over the last week or so. He put up 62. Uh, he followed that up with a big game. Um, I, I just think, like, especially if the when I look at a spread that's two points, and the Warriors at home, there's no way I'm not taking that. But I think in general, I, I'm going to bet on the Warriors, not because they're my favorite team in the whole wide world and I'm going with my heart because you told me not to do that, but right. because I think the Warriors, like you said, are playing meaningful basketball. They want to win. They're having fun out there. They're hungry. Yeah, and they got Draymond Green back, who when I say is the heart and soul of their team, people don't understand that. Just because you're the heart and soul of a team – doesn't mean you're the best player on the team, okay? Let me say that again. Just because you're the heart and soul of the team doesn't mean you're the best player on the team. Since Draymond Green has been back, the Warriors are four and two. Did you watch the last game last night against the Toronto Raptors? Draymond Green was Nick Nurse, was a thorn in his and Nick Nurse side, right? Because he, he he screwed the whole shit up. He called out the whole play, called out the switches, and it's like they couldn't get a shot off. They wanted to get like a switch with a slip to the basket, and Draymond blew it all up, was turned out to be a Pascal Siakam, like turnaround, whatever it was, spin move, fadeaway that rimmed out, whatever, low percentage shot. But then again, going back to this pick, the Pacers play tonight against the Sacramento Kings, right? I think, I believe, I believe it is their first road game on the West Coast, okay, tonight, which means they got to get accustomed to the West Coast swing schedule time zone 
all that and above. So although it's starting at 7.30 West Coast time, it's yeah. 10.30 their time, right, tonight. Then, right. so 9 o'clock their time, excuse me, 7 o'clock their time. So they have to travel back and go to Golden State, which is not a long flight, but it's still a back-to-back. Who knows? The Kings are not going to just lay down. So you're going to have to compete. Got to fly in the Golden State. Got to unpack. Got to get some rest. Got to get adjusted to the schedule and then go play Golden State, who's playing well at home right now. It's a lot. The Kings aren't laying down for anybody. I like the I like what the Kings are doing. They have some nice young pieces. You are, I mean, Deer and Fox. I mean, that dude is bad. Tyrese, yeah. Hall, Tyrese Halliburton. I don't think I don't think a lot of people are talking about Tyrese for Rookie of the Year, and they should be. Um, what do you think of of Draymond's comments over the weekend? Uh, <laughs> that he he's talking about, you know, NBA punditry. He's talking about because Perk, you are now a media member, right? For your work at ESPN. Mm-hmm. And when you hear Draymond talk about, there's all these guys who don't know the game of basketball, guys, at, men and women who don't know the game of basketball, who are commenting, who are talking shit about us, NBA players. They're throwing numbers out. They, they've got their analytics and he wasn't having it. And he was pretty hardcore on it. What do you think when you hear that, that especially because you played the game now you're a member of the media. Are you torn at all by that? Or no, that's he's not he's not talking to you. No, no, I'm not torn at all because I know the value of a guy like Draymond Green, right? I know the value and what he brings. He he brings a winning mentality. It's not all about the numbers, right? You have guys that are going to do the numbers, but Draymond brings that winning mentality. It's the same thing why I keep harping and preaching to the younger guys that's coming up or the young guys in the league about being stars in their role. You look at a guy like Jared Dudley. Everybody kept saying, man, how is Jared Dudley signed last year? They was questioning, why is Jared Dudley on the Lakers and not Melo when we was going through the free Melo stage? Why? Because Jared Dudley is a star in his role, meaning if he don't play five games, cool. He's still going to be up on the bench clapping, supporting the teammates, still going to show up early to practice. And when his number do get called, like Frank Vogel did about two games ago against the Chicago Bulls, he came in and made an impact. He was there on the defensive coverages. Like, you have to be a star in your role. Draymond is a star in his role. Everybody expect guys to go out there and get you 20 points, right? No, Draymond gets wins. Draymond get wins, and he gives not only the Golden State Warriors swagger, but he gives Steph Curry swagger. Steph steps on the court like, I got my big brother right here. I got my big brother right here. It's the reason we hear rumors or we see C.J. McCullough, you know, retweet something about Draymond Green because they're like, all right, Golden State, if y'all don't want him, we'll take him. We know the value, just like myself. And I think not only was Draymond talking to the media, he was also talking to people who just be tweeting out stuff. Sure. Everybody's got a Twitter. They yeah. can say they can say what they want. And we're gonna we're gonna challenge a lot of those people during the course of this pod, Perk. Like I see us calling out some of these dudes and, and women on Twitter. Yeah. And we're gonna talk if they if they really want to talk shit to your face, we'll give them the opportunity and we'll see what they got to say when the when the microphone's hot. You know what I mean? It's really easy just to like Drake says, oh, Twitter fingers, but. I was going to be, oh, Perk, man, I'm out of your work. <laughs> this, 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 and that. It all changed when, when that 6'9", when that 
two what three eighty frame get in front of them. It's like, oh no, nah, I didn't. I, mean, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, I'm happy to be on. Yeah, well, and also it's really easy to curate a tweet when you have time to to like premeditate it, right? Like you would think it think it through, and you could Google stats and shit like that. But when you're uh, on the spot debating, you know, as we are or talking. To, you have to like look Kendrick Perkins in the face and talk your shit. You better know your shit. You Absolutely. better like you better not get exposed. You better know what you're talking about and not just a person who's out here putting 140 characters together. Absolutely. Yeah, Golden State minus two. Um, so to me, it's a no brainer. You call it a slam dunk. I call it a layup. And let's be clear, like we say, slam dunk and layup. We, you might not win. We we know that. Like we 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 can't predict futures. We can try. It's fun. That's why we're doing this. But like. We don't know. They have to play the game. Ask somebody if they thought the Browns were going to beat the Steelers this weekend, right? So, uh, and Vegas certainly didn't have that. So we think these are layups and slam dunks. Meaning, when we look at the line, we like it. Right? Is it gonna? Is it, are, are, is Indiana going to beat them? Maybe. But like when we look at the line and, and Golden State minus two, we like the Warriors for that. Well, so that's well, just, well, gee, look, this is this is why it's gambling. Okay, right, this is right. why it's a gamble. But we're, we're, what, we do, what we are doing is we're telling you, look, we're looking at this shit right now and we're giving you the best picks of the day or the night that you could. This is the, the one that you need to pick that you're going to win on. Yeah. Point blank. Well, and also I'll say that having your insight, your experience playing, your credibility, um, some of the stuff that you that you take on and give as little nuggets out to people that they're not thinking about, that's invaluable as a better. So, you know, thank you for that. We're going to do a lot more of that as we go along. Um, and, and by the way, that game is NBA TV. So normally Tuesday nights, we have the, the TNT doubleheader as our national double. Mm -hmm. This is NBA TV for whatever reason. And like you said, Los Angeles at Houston starts the night off. You got Indiana at Golden State. But same tip as the Lakers, uh, same tip as the Lakers Rockets, we have San Antonio at Oklahoma City. San Antonio is minus two at OKC. Your former team. Do you like who do you like in that one? San Antonio. You got to take them all day. The Marcus always is back. Uh, uh, guys are playing well, right? You look at a guy like Patty Mills. He's been playing awesome for them off the bench. Lonnie Walker, right? He's been playing great. Demar Derozan, Rudy Gay, right? They're finding their chemistry. And to me, the San Antonio Spurs are playing with a chip on their shoulder. They just went into L.A. and beat the Lakers, and they beat the Clippers. They, I, and, and went played a back-to-back -back against Minnesota and beat them both nights. Oh, I think, no, I'm sorry, they split. But yeah. right now, they're 3-1 and one on a road trip, going into Oklahoma City team, right? I, and I know Oklahoma got some young stars, uh, but they have a new coach. And if, if I had to bet, I'm taking Greg Popovich scheme over the, this young coach in Oklahoma. I'm taking LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan over this young core that they have in Oklahoma. Although, although they play hard as shit. But to me, this is another no-brainer. This is the three locks of tonight. I wouldn't yeah, mess yeah. with Denver and Brooklyn. I wouldn't mess with Utah and Cleveland. I wouldn't mess with Los Angeles and the Lakers in Houston. But I would definitely take Miami over Philly, San Antonio over Oklahoma, and Golden State over the pace. Yeah, I was going to say it's hard to bet against to bet against Pop. It's just hard. To, you, there are times when you're going to have to do it, but with with minus two on the road, that's no problem for the Spurs, being that they're so well coached. I I like that pick too. You and I are in total agreement. 
thus far. Big Perk, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Basketball is back and you know what that means. It's time for us to fire up the FanDuel Sportsbook app. From the opening tip to the final buzzer, there are so many ways to bet on FanDuel. Perk and I love FanDuel because it's ease of use. It's easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. They have multi-game parlay and same-game parlay, so you can get a massive payout on small bet, plus they have live betting, which makes it easy to place your bet fast during a game if you see a trend you like. Now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot. If you sign up today, FanDuel will let you place your first bet risk-free. That's right, they'll give you up to $1,000 back if you don't win. And when you do win, FanDuel pays your winnings in as little as 24 hours. You don't have to track down some shady bookie for your money. Just do me a favor, when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, sign up with the promo code BETTINGACADEMY so they know I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook Betting Academy. Make Perk happy, use that. Quick disclaimer though, 21 and up and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Iowa, Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Let's look ahead if you want to Wednesday night, um, because I think we've got a really interesting at least start to the doubleheader on ESPN. Shout out ESPN and the jump and, and Perks Home. We've got the Nets and the Knicks on Wednesday night. I, there's no line set. Fandle hasn't hasn't put it out yet. Um, so we're we're going into this blind, but Let's let's pick our winners. Let's set our own line. Uh, what do you like? Brooklyn at the Knicks in the garden. What are your thoughts? I wouldn't touch it. Ooh. I would not touch it, right? We don't know if Kyrie is going to play. Uh, I don't know how many days is this for Kevin Durant, but if he do come back, just remember he's been out for about seven to ten days. I don't know how his body is going to feel. I don't know if his rhythm is going to be there. And the New York Knicks are, have surprised a lot of people. They're playing inspiring basketball right now. Julius Randle is playing like one of the best power forwards or, or should I say point forwards in the game today. I would not touch this game. It's a rival game in, in a city. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, okay. Don't I'll, I don't care. Like, yeah. So I'll say this. I don't want to say I don't care what the line will be because that'd be stupid. <laughs> I, I I don't really care what the line is. I'm taking the Knicks at home and I'm doing so because of Austin Rivers. Like Ooh, you said, like you said, RJ Barrett, Austin Rivers. I like what Julius Randle's doing. I'm with you. I think the Knicks are playing great ball. Here's why I don't, the Nets, it's going to take them a minute to figure out. They have had some guys out. They may or may not be out on Wednesday night. We don't like, here's the thing with COVID and, and from a betting perspective, it's so hard to, to, to get it right or to pinpoint it. We don't know if these guys have symptoms. We don't know if they feel good, don't feel good when they're away from the game. We don't know how much they're working out. Like we really don't know. And the reason why we don't know that, frankly, is because when you're, when you're in the COVID protocol, you're not doing media. 
You know, right. no one's no one's like Alvin Kamara was out the week before his wild card playoff game. Nobody was able to ask, yo, Kamara, how you feeling? Like, we don't know if he was at home w- sick, not feeling well, whatever it may be, maybe stressed, nervous, like there's a lot going on with COVID. Like we don't know much about it, long-term effects, so on and so forth. So I think that's heady. It's also a physical thing. I would actually take this game. I don't know what the line is yet, but it's the it's the the first of the ESPN doubleheader. Brooklyn at the Knicks, and I would take the Knicks. I'm just going to take – I almost never want to take the Knicks, but I want to take them in this game. But, but, look, it's not a bad choice. It's not a bad choice at all. The reason that it scared me uh, not to not – to the reason I didn't want to mess with this shit, right, was because yeah. what Brooklyn did the other night, I think, against the Utah Jazz, all right? That scared me, right, with no KD. Yeah. And it was just they, – they just – play inspiring basketball. So I'm, I'm looking at it, but I'm not mad at you if you take the New York Knicks, right? I'm I, not mad. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie's out for the season. He he tore his ACL. That's terrible. Um, and by the way, Bogdan, Bogdan Bogdanovich, ter- a, a ruptured or a fractured knee for the Hawks. That that one that one broke my heart too. That sucked. Um, we'll, we'll, we can get to that, but I feel bad for the Hawks because they were a team, they are a team on the rise. Uh, Trey Young has an has a really good opportunity, I think, to steal some MVP votes. So just a tough, tough loss for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. But you know, but so on that note, like injuries play a big, big part. And Spencer's out. You got COVID with Kyrie, uh, or you know, you know, protocols with him, maybe KD. Who knows who else has been affected? I just think the Knicks, I think the momentum has shifted in New York, at least for this week. I, I agree. I agree. And you you just put me on game about something because now I'm really considering the New York Knicks. And I think the speech that Tom Thibodeau might give them is that this is a statement game. And by the way, you're right about Austin Rivers because not only is he producing on the court, he is being a true leader right now. Like, yeah. just hear some of his comments after the game and saying it's not the Knicks of, oh, we're here to stay. Like, you might be right on that one, Gene. I, I got to look into that one. New York might be a pick for you. Yeah, right? we'll, we'll see when the line comes out. It might be a good pick. I mean, it, I don't know that it's a layup. I think the Knicks, it's, it's, it's almost never a layup. Yeah, it's yeah. This is that, this is that <laughs> mid-range. Yeah, this it's a grab hill, jump hook. I like it. It might be a floater. Okay, I'm going to go CJ McCullough and pull up from the elbow. Uh, oh, that's, that's almost like a slam dunk. Uh, yeah, for him it is. Yeah. You're right. All right, and then the second of the doubleheader is New Orleans at your favorite and my favorite, the Clippers. Um, that's the 10 p.m. Pacific on ESPN. Pelicans at L.A. The Pelicans, I think, had a game postponed uh, tonight, if not Tuesday night, against Dallas because there aren't enough players COVID-related. So they might be a little rested. Clippers are at home coming off a scary game against the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls had that. So what do you, what do you think? I mean, to be honest, I just I just don't trust the Clippers right now, right? I, I they they at times they play inspiring basketball, but I just don't trust them. Like, you know, they get this big lead in Golden State even before the Bulls, and then all of a sudden Golden State goes back and and wins by what twelve, right? Steph Curry goes off. I so then you play the Chicago Bulls, who is a good team. Zach Levine goes off goes off for 40. When I look at the Pelicans, the Pelicans have been playing great in the first half. And the reason that they've been losing games is that 
they haven't put together a full game of basketball, right? They, they've been offering the third quarters that been costing them. When I look at the New Orleans Pelicans against the Clippers, to me, it's a lot of matchups in there that raises an eyebrow. And it's another game that I'm like, I might just sit this one out. Right. Because I'm looking at the schedule, G, and it's like, okay, so the Utah Jazz at Washington, I know they're coming off a of back-to-back, but it's a slam dunk. Trust me on this. It's no way with no Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill has been playing phenomenal. Thomas Bryan is out. Utah Jazz just have too much firepower for the Washington Wizards, who, who they have been playing hard. So I'm taking the Utah Jazz in this one. I believe it's a slam dunk. I'm looking at the Boston game against the Orlando Magic, right? I wouldn't touch that game because I don't know how many players are going to be available for that game because it, the reason Boston got canceled for, for to, I think, Post, to, postponed. Postponed. I don't think we I don't think we can say canceled yet. That would right. be bad for the NBA, but yeah, postponed. I'm sorry, postponed. Yeah. yeah. It was because they were missing like nine players yeah. and Jason Tatum was one of them. Right. He just won Eastern Conference Player of the Week when mm-hmm. touched the, out. The Minnesota. Celtics, the Celtics ain't winning any games without Tatum. So yeah. 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 Minnesota and Memphis leave that alone, right? It it just who who's gonna show up to play? Who's gonna yep. step up? You it's 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 no superstars really. I mean, you got you know what? I'll say this. You got to take Minnesota. Okay. Cats coming back. D'Angelo Russell. There's no reason that Minnesota shouldn't win this. It's not a slam dunk, but it's a little bank shot from the from the left block. All right? Yeah. So you got a nice angle. Nobody's on you. You should be able to bank that in. Cool. No, no John Morant. Their, right. their, their grit, their heart is not out there, and he's not going to be out there for a little while, and that's going to affect – them possibly pl- getting a play in, getting into the playoffs at all. Um, to me, yeah, the Boston Orlando game is interesting. Orlando, no Markel Fultz, he tore his ACL. That's t- just I hate seeing injuries like this, especially to players who you think are going to actually do something this time, like like Bogdan Bogdanovich or uh, like Markel Fultz, like, like a Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer uh, has an opportunity, right, to show what show everybody what he's made of and increase his trade value if they were going to make that James Harden trade. Um, for the Nets. But to me, Markel going down is terrible. We don't know how many players Boston's going to have. The Washington-Utah game is interesting. Washington is interesting to me. Remember the the Bradley Beal had 57 points after three, right? Mm-hmm. I remember watching that game. And in my mind, I was like, man, I don't know if Vegas will let me do this bet, but I'm going to bet that he doesn't eclipse Steph Curry's 62 for the game. And that was after the third quarter. So dude only had to score five, six points to overtake Curry. He only scored three points in the fourth quarter, a bucket and a, and a free throw, 60 points for the game. But that would have been a fun bet. Like sometimes don't you have those instincts, those guts, and you're just like, man, I want to take this bet like you had with wild card. And then you didn't do it. I, right. I did I, not do it. I'm going to keep reminding you. No, but they do have those that they do have those bets and those NBA props that you could do those certain type of things. Like you could you could you could go on there and say, for example, okay, I'm looking at the schedule. You could go and say that you could bet maybe 500 that Damian Lillard is is going to have over 35 points. It might be a 800, 800 uh, plus 800, right? Yeah, you might be able to do that. But I'm with you on that. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm looking at this, and the Los Angeles Lakers 
are coming off a back-to-back with the Houston Rockets. Although Oklahoma City is coming off a back-to-back, I would not touch that game. Or I will say this. I would take Oklahoma City first half in that game. Okay. Because I'm I'm willing to bet LeBron James or Anthony Davis don't play in that game. Yeah. So I'm taking – I take Oklahoma City in that game because they're going to come off a loss to the San Antonio Spurs because they're going to lose Tuesday. This is a fact. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, you know what, let's get at the Lakers. So I take that game. I'm taking the Clippers over the Pelicans no matter the line. We'll see what happens. Here's why. And also I'm thinking – Clippers 116, New Orleans 111. So I just set the line at five, right? So we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. Four, four, four and a half. But that's probably what it's gonna be though. 116, 111, LA. Here's why. New Orleans, I love David Griffin. He's one of my favorite people, a colleague at ESPN until he, he until he went back to the Pels. Same with Stan Van Gundy, coach Van Gundy, colleague at ESPN, brought him in while I was there. Turner stole him as they should. And then of course the Pelicans got it, got a good one. But Lonzo Ball coming back to L.A. with no fans at Staples to show out for, I'm taking the Clippers all day. Yeah, I, look, and, and, and I like that. I just I just feel like the Clippers really don't have an answer for Zion Williamson. Like, he is a, he is a real problem. He is a real problem. And, and, and this is the thing. They don't have an answer for Brandon Ingram either. No, they don't. They don't. They but don't. nobody. But no. But listen. But nobody does. Nobody. Bi. Nobody has an answer for bi. Nobody does. And here's the thing. I believe that it's going to be a lineup change. I believe at some point, Coach Stan Van Gundy is going to start JJ Redick, and it might be that game. Huh. Right. So I'm looking at the Pelicans. I love what Stephen Adams brings to the table. I don't really know if they have anybody that could like muscle with him in the inside. And he's an underrated defender for his garden pick and rolls. One thing I, I will say, right? We're missing two guys that could be wild cards. You just brought up Lonzo Ball, who has been playing awful this season. I mean, yeah. awful. But he gives that defensive effort on the defensive end. But we're leaving out one guy, Eric Bledsoe can build a wild card. Like, he's still a guy that could give you 20 or 25. Especially coming back and playing his former team, the Clippers. That's what I'm saying. That's what, what, what I'm saying. What do, what do we – let's do this like our own little over-under. How soon – how many games before Marcus Morris Sr. is starting in favor of Nick Batum and he's going back to the bench? I give Ty Lue like five games. Like five games and we're going to see Sr. starting. Mook is going to start over Nick Batum. I don't see it I don't see it happen. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I think Ty Lue is going to continue to bring Marcus off the bench. I, I, I really do. I think he is so high on Nicholas Batum. Nicholas Batum is one of Ty Lue's favorite players in the NBA, and they've been that way for a while. If you look at what he brings to the table, he rebounds pretty good for the wing position. He's good at denying. He's good at defending, getting over screens, switching out, taking charges. And he's been knocking down threes when it mm. matters the most. Contested, right? too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's a guy and he's that. Been also, he's been dishing. Yeah. And he's a guy that also don't need the ball in his hands. Right. Right. Marcus Morris don't. 
but he sometimes he do. So like sometimes he get into his bag a lot. Right now, the Clippers' problem is not the offensive end; it's the defensive end. And I I just don't know what like I just see a flow that they're having, and I could see Ty Lue bringing in Marcus Morris off the bench. And look, I just they, think they need tough. They need toughness. Like it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly very soon, yeah. and they need a guy who can who can. You know, takes it like they need a boogie. They need a guy like Boogie out there. I, I agree with that. But look, you know, at the end of the day, guess what? It really don't matter who starts. It matters who finished the damn game. True. Because I, I used to start for the Celtics back in 08. But Doc, when it was close, he used to go into his small lineup and move KG to the five and uh, James Posey to the four. And I averaged 27 minutes, but it was in the first two First, second, and third quarter. I used to want to be in there in the crunch time when yeah. the building height and you need to get a stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's situational. I know. I played in in high school and college. I, I was pretty. I was pretty good. I, I would start, and if I didn't start, I took that shit personally. Like you want to get that player intro and run out. All right. But when you, but, you know what I mean? Like yeah. But when you really think about it, I, dude, I want to finish the game. Like you don't want to start me. As I got older, I figured that out, and I think you know guys go through that maturation in the NBA too. As long as you're out there with 4.8 seconds left, like last possession of the game, like you made it, like you're good. Don't worry about if you're starting or not. Worry about if you're finishing the game. Absolutely. Well, I still have PG finishing in the top three at MVP voting. We're always going to come back to that and talk about it. We'll find some futures for that as well. I'm leaning yeah. that way, though. I'm leaning that way. He's, he's, he's consistently solid, like doing this night in and night out with or without Kawhi. It's harder without Kawhi, but he's putting up consistent numbers. And it looks like he's he's dialed in. No, I agree. I agree. One player we're not talking about right now, right, is Jokic. Okay. Yeah. He has been putting up ridiculous numbers, ridiculous numbers. And we got to give some credit to Greg Popovich because last year he made a bold statement and said that he is the Larry Bird of this generation. And I was like, Pop, you said Larry Bird, are you serious? And like, no, he really is, though. Like, when you look at him and the, the way that he's able to score, the way that he slows the game down and plays at his pace and still get the job done, his passing ability, the way that he's able to rebound and he can't even jump over a damn clothes hanger. Like, you got to roll with Jokic, all right? You got to roll with Jokic. So one thing I've learned is to never not listen to Pop because only right. a fool despises wisdom. So that means to tell me, me second-guessing Pop, I was a fool at the time, and i never do it again. Well, your man, the Joker, is plus 1,300 uh, in the, to win the MVP. My guy, Paul George, plus 6,500. But I don't, I don't think Paul's going to win it. I think he's top three in voting, and I know that's not something they'll set the odds on. But plus 6,500, Paul George for MVP. Your guy, Nikola Jokic plus 1300. I think Denver has just kind of fallen out of favor. Like, you know what I mean? Like from what they were able to do against the Clippers down three, one in the bubble and all this hype, the, I, I I'm bored watching them play. Most of the time watching Jokic hit what I think are like turnaround yeah. one footed garbage shots. Like I just, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like how people don't like no. watching James Harden play. Cause he doesn't, he, the game ain't beautiful. He takes so many free throws or whatever it is. To me, that's that's how I feel about Jokic. And and I think Denver's biggest problem is not having Jeremy Grant anymore. And that's Pistons. That's why the Pistons are winning games. 
And that's why he's averaging 25, right? He got to do everything. Like, you take him for granted. Even a guy like Toy Craig, like, to me, especially in the West, well, overall, if you got plans on winning an NBA championship, you have to have one or two wing defenders. Like, this is a must. Size, length, athleticism. Because you're going to face LeBron. You're going to face Paul George and Kawhi. You're going to face Giannis. You're going to face Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, you have to have that size and length. And, like, Paul Millsap, no disrespect. I love Paul Millsap. Great vet. But he's just not it. He's not He's not what the fuck they're missing, okay? Like, not anymore, yeah. You can't let Jeremy Grant walk out of the door when you could have possibly paid him $60 million. And... I don't and, Mike, know what, and, and Michael Porter Jr. has been out and is out indefinitely. We don't know what's going on with him. It's, yeah, t- but, it's tough for the for the Nuggets. Yeah, but 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 Michael Porter Jr. couldn't guard a, a senior citizen and at nursing home at recess. Like he just can't slide his puppy sheet. Yeah, but he's they, not. But he ain't scared of taking those shots that you need come crunch time. And like Michael Porter Jr. has got a clutch gene. Like we might not have seen it yet to the fullest, but we will. I have faith I, in Michael Porter Jr. I agree on his offensive end, but yeah. look, but what, but what young player does play? Do you, like it's like that's something you work towards when your body gets built out, when you mature and you understand how important it is to be a two way player. It's hard for these rookies; they just want the glamour and the glitz. They don't play D, right? And by but, the way, nobody in the NBA is playing defense right now. The scores are like one forty five to one thirty seven. Right, Who's playing right. D? Nobody, nobody. nobody. I, I agree, but I feel like with the Denver Nuggets, we letting Jamal Murray off the hook. Yeah, like he has to be consistent. Like he showed us that 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 flash in the bubble, that sample size. Like we need this on a night to night basis. Like it can't be no more, you know, eighteen point nights. Like no, like yeah. we need to see 25, 30, 33, Like what Paul George is doing. I'm gonna right. tell you right now. You got me really thinking about saying, you know what? It might be safe to drop five hundred on Paul George to win the MVP. Because Paul George, Paul George plus 6,500. Because guess what? The Clippers right now, I believe, what, they're number two in the West. Yeah. Behind, so, your, behind your pick, the Phoenix Suns. No, 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 no. Behind the Lakers, right? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Phoenix, Suns are right below. Phoenix number three. Yeah. So with that being said, is that it's not far. It's not like a stretch that, like, it's not – Something crazy that Paul if Paul George win the MVP because you know what yeah. he do have in his favor is that if he continue to play like this for the whole season, people are gonna say you know what when they vote and they go take this in consideration. You took so much heat and the Clippers are now the number two or number one seed, and you just had one of the best seasons of your career. They're gonna reward Paul George with that MVP. So that's not a bad thing. And and it's hard to win the MVP when you have another MVP candidate on your team. And he does in Kawhi Leonard. That's why it's hard for LeBron. That's why LeBron didn't get it last year and Giannis did, right? Like LeBron had AD there and people didn't want to give it to LeBron because AD was MVP caliber too. So I right. think there's that factor as well. We should we should just set up for our for our audience. When Perk says he's gonna put five hundred dollars on something. That is like the equivalent. <laughs> that's the equivalent of let's say ten dollars to someone like me. So if Perks like, I'll put five hundred on that. I'll put like ten on that. And in the case of Paul George, you know what? I'll probably put fifty on that. I, I would probably max out at a hundred. 
but that but that's a that's a bet I like. I'm probably not putting a hundred on anyone else. So no, Paul George, a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's a great bet. I win sixty five hundred. I'm not mad. Yeah, absolutely. You would take that all day. To do nothing, just to watch a man be really good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like for, I don't even have to do anything. And, yeah. and open up eyes and continue to prove people wrong. Yeah. So Perk, I want to do something with you that is that I think we can do as we go. And it's basically like dive into your to your tweets. And I think we can do a lot of fun stuff with NBA Twitter as we go. And we can bring, like we said, some of these NBA Twitter idiots and cool people on to talk about the, the stuff that they're tweeting. But you tweeted something the other day and I have it right here. So I'm going to pull it up because I wanted to ask you about it because it's something that you, when you tweet, sometimes I want like so much context. Like I want to know exactly what you meant. So you said this. To keep it 100, it's not the players that break up teams. It's the family, friends, and others that's telling these players what they want to hear and not what they need to hear. This is why players end up having these disagreements in film sessions. Carry on, though. First of all, carry on is like your sign-off. It's kind of like your, I said what I said, or like, fuck out of here. So I love that. I I love how you end your tweets like that. What do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? And and if you could like who 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 are we who are you talking about? Or you know, just give us some insight as to what you mean, because we've never been in an NBA locker room. We don't know. So so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. A lot of players, and I was talking about the John Collins and Trey Young situation. That yep. shit was so damn disturbing to me because here the Hawks are with a young core. They were finally playing inspiring basketball. They they drop one or two games, all right? You go on film session, but now this is what tests your character, okay? And John Collins says something on the lines of, basically, the offense don't always have to be ran through Trey Young. Stop mm. it, okay? I'm going to come back to that. But I'm going to talk about my tweet. My tweet was, the reason you have that problem is, one, John Collins just turned down a four-year, $90 million deal. That's okay. That's one. Two, people at home, his outside people are telling him after losses, is saying, man, why y'all got Trey dribbling so much? Or why I got to be high pick and rolls and he just got to find you to pick and pop? You could do so much more. They're not utilizing your skill set. This is what's going on. So now... He's hearing all this, which is the wrong information to be telling him from the first place because Trey Young get, is getting you about, if you're averaging, if John Collins, he's probably averaging 18, 19 points a game. All right, cool. Trey is probably assisting you about 12 to 14 of those points. All right? That's okay because he demands so much attention. We're talking about an all-star starter. No one would even be talking about the Atlanta Hawks if it wasn't for Trey Young. So my thing is, it goes back to being a star in your role and not taking for granted who you playing, who you're playing with. And I play with a lot of, I play with a lot of fucking greats, a lot of Hall of Famers, and I never took them for granted. I never took for granted playing with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen because I got wide open shots because they demanded so much attention. I never took for granted playing with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. I never took for granted playing with LeBron James. The list goes on and on. 
I was a star in my role because look, despite what everybody else was saying, I said, you know what? All I gotta do is set screens for these guys. They getting buckets, roll to the basket. I'm getting down finishes. And it's so bad because you could go home and you could fall victim to this because when you go home, parents are telling you or friends or your homeboys or whoever the hell, your uncles, man, y'all would have won that game. Man, Coach Lloyd don't know what the hell he's doing. Why he not doing this for you and doing that for you? And that's that's bad because you could be – you're averaging 18 points, probably like nine rebounds, and you, y'all only lost two games. And then you come into the film room doing this, and all of a sudden it becomes a cancer and it's a distraction. And once that happened, guess what? Trey Young went out and he played horrible the next night because now he's thinking about, I ain't going to even shoot off. Is this a bad shot off? Should I get a ball up? Like, no. So now, you know, with the Hawks in the situation, they have to trade John Collins. Right. They have to trade him. Oh, and, and, they, and they might, they probably were thinking that way anyway, right? Before the season started? No, but they wasn't, you know, because they was like, you know what? We can respect if you want to bet on yourself. But I'm going to tell you how, why I figured he was getting the wrong information. He turned down four-year, $90 million, because he said he wanted what Bam out of the Bayou was getting. First of all, stop it. Stop it right there, okay? That's first thing first. And he that, barely dunked over a paper airplane. That's But see, that's this is what I'm saying, right? This is when you're getting the wrong information at home or people are telling you the wrong thing. Gassing them up. Bam was an all-star. Bam also finished first. I think second team all defense or whatever. Like, Bam went to the finals. Bam performed well in every single round. Like, he averaged, he led the league. I mean, he led the Miami Heat, I think, in points, rebound, no, assists, rebounds, and second in points, and, you know, steals and blocks. Like, that's yeah, he, he, Bam could be the defensive player of the year this year. Like, John Collins is not going to be that. So that my tweet was directed at them at towards that situation because what I did was I sat back and I watched so many people tweet and and they would they would jump size and say don't disrespect Trey like that or John Collins is right. Well, I just addressed the whole issue at hand and, and that was stop listening to people that really don't know a damn thing about basketball that you going home and listen to. That's going to fuck up your locker room. Now Coach Lloyd has to deal with that, especially like when you got Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. Like, no, like, no, the Hawks, they got a well-put-together team right now that could really make a lot of noise in the East. But don't go in there being a cancer because you chose to turn down four-year $90 million. Your decision. And I understand. Run the offense through me, man. Stop it, man. Stop it. Let me ask you this. Do you think this is a wrinkle of player empowerment? Is John Collins trying to force a trade? I don't know what he's doing, but guess what? He's not that caliber of player to be trying to force a trade. And if he do force a trade, guess what? He's going to another situation where he might not get off for four year 90 million. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like he can't be replaced. You can't replace a Trey Young. You could replace a John Collins, 
Or John Collins is coming out of college every single year. You can't replace Trey Young right now. It's not too many Trey Youngs out there. You still like Trey uh, for MVP? I like him, but I, I don't love it. I wonder if his. I wonder if it's changed on on Trey. I'm going to pull that up for Trey for yeah MVP futures. But uh, we liked him to start the season, yeah, and then yeah, he's plus forty six hundred right yeah. now according to Fanduel. Plus forty six hundred. And he's another one like Steph Curry. Just just think, right? If if he just makes the playoffs, okay. If he just makes the playoffs and like at a six seed, he's going to get a lot of MVP votes because he's going to average about 20, 27 points. And he's probably going to be top three in assists. So he's going to be in that conversation. So I like him, but I don't love him. I actually love Steph Curry and Joel and B to be honest. Yeah. And I feel like every week it's going to change. Like, you know, everyone loved Luca to start. He was the favorite to win MVP. And then everyone was like, Trey, let's get on the Trey bandwagon, even though he was, you know, I think, you know, plus 65 or whatever it was for a minute there. Now he's, he's plus 4,600. Jokic was one that you liked. Now you like Embiid. I I liked Luca. I think at first I love Paul George. Now I love Steph. Like it's, it's all every week we're going to have something different. Right. But at what point, like, will you know, like at what point in the season are you like, this is my MVP pick for sure. I know exactly. It's going to be this guy. Right now, it's Steph Curry. Okay. Like this, I'm like so. When we come back on this, and we're we're back doing our thing, I'm not switching up. Right now, mark it down, record it. I don't give a damn. Whatever you got to do, I'm picking Steph Curry. Okay, I'm taking Steph Curry. That's my MVP pick. It was Ooh, Anthony plus Davis. a thousand. That might have just changed. Steph Curry fan plus one thousand. You see what I'm saying? It's about yeah. to continue to drop. So I don't want it to get too low because yeah. he's probably going to win it. All the Warriors have to do is finish top six in the West. And Steph Curry probably is going to win MVP. Man, think of how much hate he's going to get. Think of how much hate he already gets. You can't hate on him. like. But you, they do. They so try. You remember, I got crucified, right? I got crucified at the start of the season because I said that the Warriors are going to make play the playoffs and that Steph Curry oh. is going to have an MVP-type season. Well, they talking about, oh, you're just trying to get on Steph's good side. No, I'm just telling y'all he's rested, he's healthy, and he has enough pieces around him to make it work even without Clay. Is, are they going to be a tighter contender? No, but they're going to make the playoffs and nobody's going to want to see them in the first round. They could make it to the second round. I hope they're an eight seed playing the one seed. It would be like, we believe the remix. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. So we, we have our picks. We're always going to examine your Twitter feed because it's one of the most compelling feeds out there. So shout out to you. Um, we're going to play a bunch of games. We can do that next time. I wanted to say that, Perk, do you, do, are you familiar with Peloton? Do you use Peloton or do you know anyone who uses it? it that's the bike, right? Yeah, it's a bike, treadmill, and, uh, you know, interactive classes. Well, to be honest, I need to be using it here. Shit, I'm so overweight. I need to be using it. Well, what's up? You got something for well, me? Well, <laughs> so Peloton has a subscription service. So whether you have the bike or the treadmill or none of the above, 
you can always take their classes. They got outdoor classes, they got strength classes, yoga, meditation, cycling, running, walking, everything, right? Weights, everything like that. And by the way, shout out Amina Hussein, who our former colleague at ESPN is now over at Peloton. So shout out Amina. Mm. But Peloton does a really good job with content and she's going over there to eat, to make it even better. But what they do, they, they do these like little breakaway videos, these little breakout videos. Let's just take yoga, for example. So you could take a whole 60 minute, 45 minute yoga class, right? Beginner, intermediate, advanced. But then you can also go and take like a five minute breakout class that just isolates like one pose, like warrior one or warrior two, right? Um, or chaturanga or poses that like, you know, people who, who practice yoga might not have perfected, but, but can get better at yoga. So I kind of want to do that with us. Like we can look at the bigger picture, but we can also, and I think, you know, probably not for the podcast, but we can do this via social or whatever. So that if there are any, you know, audience members, viewers out there who want like a little extra tutorial, like us to like break down, uh, like a, like a pick or a why, um, you know, AKA a pose like Peloton does it. I think that would be really cool. Something we could do like via social as we talk about the betting Academy and like teaching and sharing knowledge, we'll sort of like zoom in on some of these things during the course of the week. And you could find those at Kendrick Perkins at Gina Paradiso, and, and we'll sort of give you the betting Academy in a different way. I mean, I think yeah. Most most people know what they're doing when they bet, but there's a lot of people who don't, including myself, who don't know everything and want to to get more and your nuggets and your gems and things like that. I think it would be cool to give to the people. No, I'm 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 totally with that. And you know what? I I, I gave a little sneak peek of the betting academy when I threw out my picks on Sunday. That three team. I wish everybody yeah. would listen or whatever. That's that's what's coming out of this. All right. If you want to know how to go win some money, come mess with Perk and Gina, and we go teach you the ropes. All right, but I gotta yeah. hit, I gotta hit Amina up because she needed to get me one of them bikes over here ASAP. All right, that's all the time we've got. We're out of time. I'm Gina. That's Perk. We're the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. Let's go lock into some games. Hopefully, win some money. <laughs>